Hello, everyone, and welcome to the next episode of It Depends by Clear Function. I'm here with Mo. Good morning. How's it going? Keith. Hello. And Brian. Good to be with y'all. And today we're going to talk about when to Google and when to ask for help. And uh, don't forget, you can catch us on Twitter at, at Clear Function and hashtag It Depends. So let's start off with, why don't you just go straight to Google, Mo? Why don't you straight just go to Google the first time? So, I mean, you know, what we're talking about here is like a when you are dealing with a problem, right? So the I guess the, the definition of the problem here is I don't know how to solve something that I'm looking at. And no one, probably no one has the entire booklet, you know, all of the API documentation, for example, or... Mm-hmm. Uh, all of the SDK documentation, everything in their head. So part of it is just, hey, sometimes there's just the practicality of no one knows all of this. The, right. the field is too large for any one person to know it all. So you have to have references. And today, that means Google. You know, I was talking to Brian uh, earlier this week about how used to, like all of my books, my programming books are from uh, between 2000 and 2010. Yeah, yeah right. all mine are like the same decade like i don't i don't know if i even have maybe one or two since then right but so i mean a big part is just you can't know it all so you have to have some reference and so it is it would be google yeah so how do you know when to call out for help versus just sort of digging in you know yeah i think that's a difficult thing uh and i I still even struggle with this today it's just um i don't want to um you know, bother my coworkers so much <laughs> asking over and over sort of things that I should should kind of be able to quickly find out for myself. Um, I still do it. I know I still do it to you guys occasionally. Um, but I think it's just a balance, just finding that balance of, you know, did I do um, enough searching, you know, just to, even if it's just a cursory, you know, kind of glance at, right. you know, you know, and some of it's just figuring out how to Google it sometimes, you mm-hmm. know, just that's just kind of a skill. And we can talk about that in a second, but of how to do that efficiently. But yeah, I think I find I'll usually, if I've within, you know, 10 or 15 minutes of looking around and I'm not finding anything, then that's a red flag. Like I need to, I, I got to ask um, somebody. Yeah. Um, so, so I, maybe it would help to sort of talk about the extremes you know, right. the, the something that I think we could all agree is not good is if one of your coworkers is literally every five minutes asking you how to do something. Right. Like, yeah. <clears throat> hey, I have my own job I need to do. And <laughs> right. if I'm doing your job, then I'm not doing my job. Uh, but the other side of that, the other extreme is spending three days trying to figure something out. You've Googled and you have no idea. And when you could have asked for help, you could have figured it out in 15 minutes. Right. Yeah. So that's sort of just to sort of help people sort of understand, like, yeah, that's are, what we're talking about. Yeah. yeah, it's tough. I feel like I've got experience in that area, just having interned, been in that internship position um, so many times. There's always the idea if you want to learn your own, that's the purpose of the internship. But at the same time, there are things that you're not going to know. You're not going to be at the same level as your coworkers. So given the nature of your role at the job, you do want to ask for help to be able Mm -hmm. to make the maximize productivity. Though I've definitely been on both sides of that fence where I, you know, I've 
have to catch myself asking coworkers several times during a day for something, especially when I had my first internship. Mm-hmm. Um, it was, I, it was my first time. I didn't really know. I was trying to get my bearings. Uh, but at the same time, there have been there are other times where I would slave around a problem for like half the day, mm-hmm. the mm-hmm. same problem instead of going and asking somebody because I didn't want to badger them. So there's definitely a balance you have to find, and I think it gets easier as you've been in the job to be able to differentiate when the best time is to go and ask somebody for help as opposed to figure it out on your own. Yeah, you sort of get a spidey sense of, you know, when something is more complicated than it seems and uh, when when someone might be able to help you out. You know, you know where your coworkers' experience are, and uh, and that helps out a lot to know, like, you know, if I know, if I'm talking about, like, you know, a uh, Rails thing that I know the people who know the most about Rails versus the people who know the most about, like, SQL uh, in my vicinity. And so yeah. I think, like you said, it does, it comes with practice. One of the things that can be hard is if you're making progress or you think you are, then you might not want to ask for help. Mm-hmm. But it's sort of like you can still be in a rabbit hole of like, you know, you're, you're sort of shooting at the problem and you're shooting all around it, but you're, you know, you, you find something new. You try that out on Google. You have to try something else. You find, you know, it's like that over and over and over when you could have still asked for help. Uh, I have seen that happen a few times and I've been caught in that as well, where it's just, it can still be really hard to determine. Like, yeah, you know, um, this is not actually the root problem here. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and so you still, I, I sort of have a, I think everybody probably has a different threshold, but for me, it's like if I've spent 30 minutes to an hour and I feel like I'm spinning my wheels, that's when I'm going to ask someone, right. you know? Yeah. I think that's that's what I was going to say was just sort of like you've heard the phrase you know code smell. It's sort of like if it starts smelling like a like a hack <laughs> more than anything, then I might just validate like yes, this is the only thing I could find on how to fix this. Is this make sense to you? Mm-hmm. Like maybe mm-hmm. just having that validation yeah uh, with my coworkers is is helpful. Um, feel confident about where I'm going with it. That sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Right. Let's shift into, I guess, how to Google or how to search for oh, the problem man. that you're, uh, you know, that you're trying to solve. That is an art. <laughs> it is. Yeah. True. Um, it's true. I've seen people, really good developers, who are really bad at Googling. Yes. And I've seen people who are mediocre developers raised by just like the their ability to Google. Yeah. Um, yeah. I'd probably lean towards the uh, the right side, honestly. <laughs> like I feel like me knowing how to Google is a lot of, you know, it's a, it's a big part of the skill mm-hmm. today. There's just so many libraries, especially if you're dealing with websites and web frameworks, like they right. they change so often that your ability to be able to like tease out the things that are important and things that aren't uh, yeah. quickly is, is a invaluable skill in like web development right. today. Absolutely. So when you say that you feel like you're pretty good at that, do you mean, do you mean like uh, you have a skill in actually the, the, the way you're typing in the words in the search, or you mean just as far as filtering out what's I don't you know it's kind of both, this. right? I mm-hmm. think like uh, I, crafting the crafting a search, I think takes some expertise as well, like some right. practice, right? Because you can't just search for the exact problem that you're looking for, sure, um, or else you'll get very specific, very pointed like answers. Um, but also, if you go too wide, you've got to be able to at least start uh, skipping just based on a few context clues alone of each search result. Does this look relevant without mm-hmm. having to dig in every single one of them and like understand the entire post? That you're Are you at? using any of those like Google sort of uh, 
you know, um, I guess syntax that to, to help you search or not really. Occasionally, right? occasionally like, I'll like the use plus like sign the, yeah, the, occasionally you know. I use like the, the quotes of the plus sign, like they've changed them over the years. I can't even, sometimes I have to look them up. Okay. Um, yeah. but, uh, but they've done a pretty good job of sort of retroactively making it almost work the same at least, um, as it used to, but then also using date time filters are, are, a, big, yes. are a big help, especially in, in web frameworks and things like that, where you're yeah. like, I definitely, I don't care about anything with this word in it from 2005 and beyond, like, you know, or whatever. Yeah. It just doesn't, it isn't relevant to my search. Just to be clear, that is, uh, I think this is what you're talking about. On, on Google, on the far right, there's a search tools. You can expand that and choose within the last month, six months, mm-hmm. year, to you, and that absolutely is valuable because when you're talking about, for example, something like Webpack, yeah, it's like oh, yeah. you know you're, you're on Webpack three that just released. You know, you could throw in a version number into your search, sure, but sometimes right. you'll still get you know false positives. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So having that date and just filtering out some of the the old results, especially for something you know the APIs change significantly, right. That's going to help really clean up your search results. I do use quotes sometimes, mm-hmm. especially, yeah. you know, like force this uh, phrase. Like if I'm searching for an error message, for example, like there's going to be a lot of like words like the or, you know, it's like the placement of that might matter, though. So I will put that in quotes. Right. And knowing which words are like the keywords to yeah. search for. Right. Because yeah. in .NET, for instance, you have a big exception message like, you know, exception thrown, system exception, and it has all these additional words. But like the type of exception is the most important thing mm-hmm. and the thing that you're calling. So like kind of right. going out and being like, I called this object in it through this exception. Like, cause if you put all the error message in there, a lot of times they're yeah. very specific to your variable names or your like project namespaces. And those things really throw off Google, right? Yeah. Uh, yeah. They don't, they don't understand stackers. that you're, you know, right. what you're searching for unless you sort of break it down into the, uh, the really unique part. So finding what's unique right. in an error yeah. is super important um, yeah. to finding the resolution of that error. Something else too, not just like Brian, you were talking about this, but not just crafting the right search term, but at a glance scrolling through the search results to know this is one that I don't even need to bother with. You yeah. Know, or right? even knowing is this page, did Google get my query right? Yeah. <laughs> you know, cause just looking at the first page without clicking anything else, generally speaking, I can tell whether, Google understood what I expected it to understood or, mm-hmm. or understand or whether it just completely missed. And it's just getting a bunch of like, you know, old posts or like posts that don't right. seem related, but they right. happen to have the keywords. And then I know which keyword to like remove and maybe replace with something else. And, mm-hmm. and just, you know, uh, just by looking at the first 10 results. Yeah, usually even just seeing that initial you know, search results, I can kind of validate whether I'm even searching correctly. Yeah. Like, it's sort yeah. of like, yeah. oh, there's a lot on the subject matter, and it's exactly, you know, I'll mm-hmm. keep going. Yeah. But if I'm not seeing anything, it might be because I'm searching it wrong. Like, yeah, maybe yeah. I need to find another unique word that's mm-hmm. part of this technology yeah, exactly. or whatever. Recraft your search or, right. like, maybe, you know, go up an API level, right? If you're looking at too specific of, like, you know, a particular error inside of a method, maybe you go up a level and like search the module that's throwing the error instead of, you know, being so specific, be a little less. So maybe you can kind of fall into success of someone else who's, you kind of have to think about it of who's going to ask this question on Google. What are they going to paste in? Um, And a lot of times it's a lot of the, uh, you know, a lot of times it could be like a junior developer or something. And so like, they'll just be like, I have problem with Stripe. And like, you know, (laughs) that's all it has is like Stripe and an error message, right? Where like, a more 
a more senior person might be looking for the exact method call that through the air with the parameter that they think is the case, but like that's yep. going to be really hard to match on. Right. And so you kind of have to understand like it's, it's sometimes the opposite is true as well, where someone who wasn't familiar with it asks, you know, they sort of paste in the full stack trace without any context or something. Mm-hmm. It's like, you know, where it's, it, it's, it, this actually relates a lot to our debugging episode because it's like, what problem are you trying to solve? Right. You know, if, this exception might not even be related to the problem you're running into. Mm. Um, I still remember uh, pre-Stack Overflow how, I, honestly, Stack Overflow has improved my uh, Google results significantly. It's, yeah. it's made Google better tool yeah. because mm-hmm. if I see something from Stack Overflow in my Google results, chances are good it's probably going to be one of the things that I'm interested in. I'm yeah, trying to remember what was curated, the site that used to... Um, you know what I'm talking about. I know what you're talking about. It's the uh, uh, Experts Exchange. Yes, Experts Exchange. The paywall site. Right? Yeah, <laughs> so you time. see something there. It's like every once in a while you might find something good, but right. you couldn't get the results. It's like, oh, I, and, you know, back before when that was, we're still high on Google's results, I would actually uh, go in and, like, filter some of filter those URLs out. out. It's yeah. like, I don't right. want to see these because they're never going to help me. Yeah. Uh, there, there's a few of those still now, like ones that, all they're doing is uh, stripping Stack Overflow content, yep. and it's just a duplicate. Yeah, there's a ton of those. Yeah, yeah. Yep. right. So it's just, but getting an eye for this is not what I'm looking for. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And then you know, also going to a page, it's like that. Uh, I, Jesse, I liked what you said with Spidey Sense. It's sort of you <laughs> click a link. It's like, oh no, this is not. I good. shouldn't be here. Right. Yeah. Yeah, right. It's like out. Yeah. It's like oh, there, there's ads all over it. It's like, yeah. uh, maybe this is not actually what I'm looking for. Mm-hmm. Right. Some, sometimes I'll, I don't know if you guys do this, but I'll, uh, if it's not like a specific error message or text that I'm looking for, I might just try to like, if it's just a problem that I'm experiencing, I might just try to like summarize it in my head. Like how, how, what would be a quick three word description of what I'm running into? Kind of like a summary and then mm-hmm. throw that in Google and just see what you get. Um, I don't, you know, it's just kind of a yeah. skill that I've tried to build mm-hmm. on is just to kind yeah. of summarize it because it seems to, I have better luck sometimes getting what I'm looking for by just kind of describing what's mm-hmm. going on, but in a very shortened version of what's going on, yeah. you know. Right. Not every problem is an error. A problem, your yeah, problems absolutely. could easily be how is the best, what's the best way for me to approach this problem? Or yep. Pr- this, yep. What's the best approach in this framework? Yeah. I have a, a Rails background, and when I hop on like PHP or .NET projects, the Rails way isn't always the way you want to do it in yeah. the other frameworks. So sometimes you have to learn how to craft that yes, in the absolutely. right way because what the word in one framework may be different in another framework. Yeah. Like in Django, I think, for instance, the view isn't your template like it is in Rails. Yes. Yeah. Your view yes. is something different. It's like a view model or your controller. It's something yeah. weird that I still don't even really understand. <laughs> but um, you have to learn... You know, there's still some skill needed there to be able to translate between what you're trying to find. I found often those sorts of situations, I can tell when I Google it wrong like that, mm-hmm. I'm actually finding results from people who are doing this. They are, it's a .NET developer coming to Rails or Rails developer coming to .NET. They're asking, for example, like, how do I do link in Ruby? It's like, <laughs> that's not really the question you want to know. Mm-hmm. Right. You want to know, like, how to do, you know, ORM, like, how does ORM, how does the ORM work in Ruby? Right. Yeah, or, yeah. Or it's sort of like, or maybe you're like looking for uh, enumerable. What, what, what things can you do with a Ruby enumerable or in a yeah. Ruby array? It's like, yeah. oh, but yeah, I mean, so th- there is, 
sort of like every technology stack or every framework or whatever has its own flavor of, yeah. you know, how best to Google it. And it's, sometimes it just takes a little bit of time with it to sort of mm-hmm. learn that. Absolutely. Yeah, for sure. So, all right, let's go to the other side, I guess. Like if you've determined you've Googled all you can Google and you don't feel like you're going down the right path, I guess how do you go about asking your peers for for assistance? Like what's the best way to get get what you need, which is a solution or like a discussion that ends in a solution, right? One thing I've found over the years is that if you start off the conversation with what you've done so far, it at least lets the more senior person know the person you're asking that I've tried this on my own mm-hmm. and I haven't gotten yeah. anywhere. I think that's important so you don't become that person that you're, you know, that's asking that same question over and over again every five minutes so that you at least know that there's an effort put on the front. Yeah, definitely context. And as well as, like you said, just knowing that some effort has been given to the problem that they're, you know, um, so they don't just turn around and say, let me Google that for you. Mm -hmm. You know? (laughs) Yeah. um, I like what you said earlier, Jesse, about just as you get experience working with your coworkers, you're going to kind of know, I think, you know, after time, uh, know who to kind of go to with certain kind of questions. So like, you know, kind of figuring that out mm-hmm. first, you know, who would be a good, uh, you know, candidate for me to ask this question to. Sometimes it's not as clear. And so um, picking that person out. Just but, grab whoever's um, closest. Yeah, whoever's closest or, or is, you know, I, I try to, you know, I try to think about, you know, is this person really, really busy? Because if he is, I might try to talk to someone else yeah. that could probably help me out. Um, because, you know, you are interrupting uh, eventually, you know, you mm-hmm. Not intentionally, but it's just, you know, it happens where, you you know, they're doing work and so you've got to interrupt them. So you just want to be efficient with, you know, like you said, having the context, Mm -hmm. uh, getting them up to speed on what you've tried and and hopefully quickly coming up with an answer. Yeah. I do like to have, like, I I will ask questions towards people who I think know that better. So, you know, it's sort of like, okay... I'm looking at this thing here, like this is a Ruby or Rails questions. I'll go to Keith or Daniel, right? It's like, right. y'all have got more experience with that than me. Mm-hmm. But like, you know, we're talking uh, something with React or, you know, on the .NET side, you know, I'll go to Jesse, you know, it's various things like that. Just because if you go to someone who also isn't familiar with it, then you might have to get the third person involved. Yeah. And it's like, but at the and same time, they time, tag along. So now it's always yeah. like three people solving a problem. Cause no one ever exactly. wants to leave a problem. Exactly. Right? No. Yeah. Uh, right. Um, but it, the other thing that I'll sometimes do is if it's vague, I'll sort of, it, 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 honestly, this depends on the office layout, you know, right. like we're all sort of in a, you know, a room where we can, I, so I'll turn around and just, Hey, <laughs> right. anyone want to see something weird? You know, just sort of, right. And that also gives people the option of like, yeah, I'm sort of at a good place where I can come help. Yeah. Or, right. or just, I'm interested mm-hmm. in a problem. Because a lot of times, uh, like I said, by saying it's weird, you might attract people that you want to answer, but you didn't want to ask for their help yeah. explicitly. Because yeah. like mm-hmm. some people just really yeah. like interesting problems. And so yeah. by making sure to kind of know who you're asking and and I guess phrase it in a way that makes it interesting to that person mm-hmm. will make them think about it better, I guess. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, yeah. I'm going to throw something out right quick about uh, rubber ducking. Uh, yeah. That's something that yeah. uh, when Colin hired me, he told me this story or this about this concept of, um, for those of you who aren't familiar, it's when you're talking, you have a problem and you ask somebody for help and while you're explaining the problem to them, 
you come to the solution on your own. Mm-hmm. Yep. And that's I've done that so many times because oftentimes having somebody there to just talk to and talking through the problem, yep. you end up thinking in a way that um, you haven't thought of before. So I want to hear y'all's opinions on that, having uh, some more experience than I do. Yeah, um, it's definitely something that's very important. And I think we discussed it a little bit last episode as well, or at least an episode or two ago. And on that same point, like rubber ducking can also improve your um, Google skills. Mm-hmm. Sometimes when I'm telling the problem to someone else, I'll use a word or a phrase to explain it to them that I wasn't using in my Google before. Right. And then I'm like, you know what? Maybe that's the key to yeah. me finding that. Cause yeah. I felt like I was close, but maybe not close enough. And like, I could, you know, it was too many search results to filter through. Mm-hmm. And so just by like rubber ducking with someone else, you might be able to be like, you know what? Let me search for that new word that I just kind of spat out to you to try mm-hmm. to explain it to you and see if it doesn't come up with better results. Yeah. Yep. Um, so you know, that, that's a, another topic here that we can sort of get into as well as, who, what if you don't have someone to even ask for help? Yeah. And rubber right. ducking is absolutely a way you can do that. Yeah. Yeah. It, it's a sad way. Hopefully you have someone there <laughs> yeah. to, uh, code, yeah. to code with you. Because, I mean, programming is already a uh, sort of a lonely affair, can be at times. Yeah. And so mm-hmm. having uh, multiple people who are in the same uh, you know, division or you know, work as you are is, is very helpful. But if you don't have that, if you're unlucky for, for that, then uh, I think – you know, using uh, the public channels yep. like uh, IRCs or Slacks. You know, um, if yeah. you haven't used Slack or IRC, they're just sort of message boards, chat boards, basically. Um, you know, and, and, and Stack Overflow as well. We talked about Stack Overflow. Uh, I think we're probably all mostly consumers. But, I mean, the people that are posting it a lot of times are the people who are all alone. Like mm-hmm. they've already right. exhausted their Google opinions yes. their, and like the yeah. Google mm-hmm. options, and they put it out to Stack Overflow to try to get a community feedback. And that's... And that's uh, the only reason Stack Overflow is any good is because people do that. So, you know, um, if you run into a problem that you think is solvable and you're just close enough and you don't have anyone else to ask, like, just reach out to the community. Um, Someone's bound to uh, at least try to lead you in a direction to either avoid the problem you're running into or uh, help you solve it. Yeah. I've actually, and and, and one other thing to mention there is if you ask a question, you know, I, I have done this a few times. I used to answer a lot of questions on Stack Overflow before a lot more people got on there, mm-hmm. uh, just because when there wasn't as many people, it was a lot easier to jump on the easier questions. Yeah. <laughs> now it's just it's a whole lot harder. You know, you, it's like that's going to take me some time to dig into this question, mm-hmm. um, unless it's in a very you know obscure sort of mm. side of something. You might be able to answer there, but still go back and answer it if you find out later. You mm-hmm. know, just sort of. It, help somebody else out. Exactly, you might help yourself yeah. out. Absolutely. Yeah. I know yeah. I know it's probably happened to Mo. I know it's happened to me before where I Google something or someone else asked me a question and I'm like, try Googling this and like the answer is my answer. Yeah. I'm yeah. like, oh, yep. for me, like 10 years ago, I answered this question with like, you know, now the things are slightly out of date, but like mm-hmm. it gives you enough to like solve the problem. Yes. Um, it's happened numerous times with people I know. Um, I just ended up on their on their yes. answer page somewhere. Uh, I, I used to, I, I don't really blog that often anymore, but for a while there, I would blog some of those difficult sorts of things where it's like, man, I was running into this weird thing and here's what I did to sort of figure it out. Yeah. Um, yeah. Again, related to our debugging episode, this is where, you know, maybe you just take your own notes, but make sure they're searchable so you can go back and find them. Yeah. Um, maybe it's just a matter of tweeting it out too, you know, like use Twitter and say, Hey, FYI, this is just something I just ran into. Maybe you link it to a gist or something, you know, just something so that you can find those things later. Because if you run into it one time, you might run into it again. Yeah. Brian, if, what is your experience? 
Yeah, I think, you know, as far as um, we were talking earlier about, uh, you know, trying not to take up the other person's too much of their time. Um, I'll sometimes, um, as I'm, um, you know, maybe posing a question to Mo or Jesse or, or whatever, and they, they give me like a clue, like of, of something, I'm, I might say, I'm good. All right. Yeah, I think I know right, what to go right. try and um, not try to, you know, continue to have them unless they want to be involved in the mm-hmm, problem mm-hmm. solving. But if they if they're busy or whatever, I'll try my best to find a point where, OK, I can go back and spend a little bit more time now researching. You've given me some great ideas or, you know, just even maybe just a word you use differently that I didn't even yeah. think about right. searching for. Um, anyway, it's just a s- small strategy that sometimes I'll yeah, try to yeah, use definitely. Out. I think but, it you know when and what we talked about before is sort of the balance of when to ask somebody or when to Google it. Like part of that comes back to what you were saying. Like if they're busy, like efficiency is what this is all about, right? right? Like you could slam your head against the wall for three days trying to find something, but that's just not the most efficient way to do it. Right. So like that that is sort of the definition of the balance. I think in my mind is you know what's the most efficient thing I can do and like. Yeah. Uh, but you have to not factor in your efficiency, but also who you, who you're going to talk to. You yeah, know, like exactly. if you're taking away the senior devs, like who's supposed to be pumping out this product by tomorrow, and like you're just asking them all these all sorts of questions every five minutes. Well, you're tanking your productivity and his, or maybe you're bringing yours up a little bit, but like you're tanking their productivity. Right. And so, like being right. conscious of other people's time um, is is very important. So, like they have to have enough context. But to Brian's point, like when you kind of need to know when to exit the conversation because yeah. also depending on how you described it, they may go about solving it a different way. Mm-hmm. But like if you know you got to a point where they have helped you a little bit, like got you over that speed bump, then like don't let them spend too many cycles thinking about what to do after that one error because mm-hmm. like they might be like, oh yeah, I think you're supposed to use this method, but then you got to and if that's all you really needed was like that method. And you're like, oh yeah, of course. Yeah. Then like, let them stop and don't yeah. waste those brain cycles on uh, on the problem that you're about to solve anyway. Yeah. Well, one thing I would say too is, um, I've worked with a wide variety of people, and obviously one major issue is not asking for help. You know, spinning forever on something. It's like, so knowing, yeah, it's time to ask for help. The other one we've we've talked about is not asking for help over and over. Some people can ask the same questions. So it's sort of like, you know, we've talked about this one before. Mm. Um, and this is sort of what I was getting into with, with like taking good notes or something for yourself. It's just like, if you're running into the same problem two or three times, it's like, yeah, that, yeah. that's also, you know, just being aware of yeah, that. Be conscious of what you're asking. And, mm-hmm. and like you said, taking notes because yeah, yeah you don't want to, you don't want to be the guys that ask the same question 10 times over. Like yeah. they're going to stop for one thing. It's going to decrease the value of the answers that the person you're asking is giving you. You know, yeah. if, if you've asked me the same question, like five times in a row in the last week or whatever, then like I, I'm, I'm going to intentionally try to like give less time <laughs> right. to your answers because we've already gone over it. And I feel like there's just not enough effort on your end happening sometimes. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. And communicating that to the person, like if they're interning or something is yeah. very important, but you know, at the same time, like, you know, we all have our own task list that we have to check to do. And so like just trying mm-hmm. to get them over as quickly as possible doesn't mean that they'll end up finding the right answer if it's a new question, but yeah. you already sort of cried wolf too many times. Right. But, I guess I'm thinking of one thing where I do this myself and it's mainly in a category where I haven't spent enough time with it. It's the sort of thing that comes up like once or twice every six to 12 months. And that's with, uh, it actually happened la- this week or a few weeks ago with um, setting up uh, DKIM and SBF records oh, on DNS. Yeah. And it's like, 
well, Colin is the, you know, expert on this. He knows it. And it's like every time I set it up, it's like, okay, I missed something here. Um, and it's, you know, I'm thinking about this. I, I say this admitting, yep, I think three out of four times that I've done anything with that. I'm, Colin, come here. Something's yeah. not right. Yeah. Um, That's how I write my regex. Like, yeah, exactly. Regex is, yeah. and Colin is an alias to regex for me. I'm That's just right. like, oh yeah, yeah. I, need, I need a Colin over here. Yeah. And like, then he writes me a regex and everything's good. So it's like, yeah. no, uh, knowing too that sometimes, you know, I, I guess what I'm saying is sometimes that's actually okay, but it's like yeah. I, what I'm trying to do myself is when I catch myself in that situation, I will, for us, you know, put it up on our Confluence or Wiki or whatever, like, mm-hmm. okay, let me take better notes. And it, what I find is usually my notes, I, I will write notes after the thing has been solved. And those notes are good enough for me to understand ha- after having just seen it been fixed. Mm-hmm. Right. But they're not usually good enough for me to fix it the second time. Mm-hmm. So it's like, you know, cleaning up your documentation afterwards yeah. and things like that. So you, you, it's also that thing where you have to think about, is it worth my time to learn as well? Because when you talk uh, about yeah, asking yeah. the same thing over right. and that means you haven't learned it. it and you have, yep. to, you have to think about your, you know, and make a decision. Is this something worth for me to learn? Like you talk about right. regex. That's not something I encounter often enough <laughs> for me to think it worthy enough for me to learn. Should I yeah. learn it? Yeah, probably. <laughs> yeah. But I just don't yeah. run into it enough to dedicate the time. I think Mose is a even better example, like the DKIM yeah. stuff, you yeah. know, because like it's one of those things that I deal with every like five years when someone spins up a new yeah. business yeah. somewhere yeah. and a new mm-hmm. email server. Um, so it's one of those things that I don't spend a ton of time on. Um, but you know, knowing that whether you should spend the time or not. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Anyone else have any final thoughts to add to today's episode? I don't think so. So if you uh, have any feedback for us or suggestions or comments, just let us know uh, at clear function hashtag. It depends. We'll see you guys next time. Thank you. Bye. You've been listening to it depends a podcast by clear function. Clear function is a group of happy engineers based in Memphis, Tennessee, We partner with visionaries to bring their ideas to life. For more information, check out our website at clearfunction.com.